0: 97.3. London's biggest conversation continues with
1: Steve Allen.
0: Morning, team. Thanks to Bill. He's back with you on Sunday for food and drinks. Only now, but they've got to cram it all in. Actually, on the subject of uh, food and drink, I had to laugh the other day because we, we were knocking on the head the two pointless presenters, uh, Greg Wallace and John Tirode, Uh Pompous, stuck at their own rear ends. Totally inappropriate for Celebrity master Chef, Totally inappropriate. The standard of presenting has gone so far down the toilet, we've even gone past the U-Bend now. Absolute rubbish. And uh, the reviewer, Keith Watson, calls them pompous, which I think kind of sums them up. And uh, we've got Celebrity Masterchef, so you're thinking to yourself, my God, there must be some real... Who are the really big celebrities on there? This is who they actually came up with. They turned up... Because everybody knows now the word celebrity is about as meaningful as a Labour MP backing Gordon Brown... That's that's what it is, I'm afraid. Uh, the voiceover is forced into the pitiful phrase uh, most famous for Hotel Babylon. It turns out to be the camp bloke from reception. You really know you're scraping the bottom of the, the Z list, don't you, I'm afraid. Not that the actor, Michael Abordia, was alone in his culinary anonymity... His bright green pancake was up against, competitively speaking, ex-newspaper editor Rosie... (sighs) I'll just have another one of those spliffs, boycotts. You remember Rosie Boycott, don't you? Apparently it's turning up everywhere. By God, she's looking 190. There was a picture of her on the front of some magazine yesterday. Might have been in the standard. I remember thinking, God, famous for what, love? Famous for what? And DJ Joel. Who's that? Exactly. DJ Joel. And it turns out it's DJ Joel minus his JK and... Because apparently they... Uh, I've got no idea who they are. Joel, anyway. I mean, how many could actually pick those two out of a police ID lineup? Not that it stopped the pompous presenters Greg Wallace ugh, and John Turode carrying on like they were selecting candidates to create The Last Supper. This would have been a simmering embarrassment as a five-minute piece on The morning, But as an hour of primetime BBC, it was like waving a big banner saying, please take away our licence fee now. So bad was the presentation. I'm afraid both of them are well out of their depth. Absolute pile of rubbish. Pile of rubbish. How your life could be enriched by witnessing Rosie boycott... Sorry, can't help confusing her with the Rosie who rode the Atlantic or something. Being creative with an en-dive remained a mystery. Things improved marginally with the second heat when Jan Leeming, rather nauseatingly, promised highlights from her suck-it-and-see approach to cookery. A grey splotch of pork that looked like sick as it turned out, but the incessant shots of Greg Wallace shoveling forkloads of nosh and talking in an exclamation mark strewn present tense. I love the crunch and the juice. Kind of just finished everybody off. This lot need to be chucked in the TV recycling bin and don't ever, ever employ any of these people ever again. Least of all, Greg Wallace and John Turode. Absolute rubbish. Can't we find any decent presenters? It's bad enough on Countryfile when you have to watch a bunch of halfwits racing around the country. The only programme with about 15 presenters on it. And TV... And there they were last night, all getting excited about going up in a glider. Like they've only just invented them. This is an ex-Blue Peter presenter. Prat. Never seen like it. I mean, Very nice if you can't get another job and pantomime doesn't loom for a few more months. But for God's sake, at least try and get somebody who can string two words together. Oh, great, I'm going up in a glider. And so up he goes in a glider and they go loop the loop and you'd think you were listening to a five-year-old. Anyway, on the same subject, has the world gone completely balmy? says Ray and Balham... Real Madrid are buying Ronaldo from Manchester United for a record 80 million having earlier in the week bought is it Kaká or Kaká for Kaká for 56 million and I've just heard it's rumoured Ronaldo will be paid 500,000 pound a week. Ray says he's just about in your wage bracket. Where is this money coming from? The whole business is obscene. I know you know that song children dying. You know, every time you turn on the television, there's another load of children dying. And they've paid 80 million quid. 80 million. Now, it's not up to me to decide how football clubs spend their money. I couldn't care less, actually. I really couldn't. Makes no difference to me. £500,000, if that makes him happy, fine. If that's what they think they have to pay. It's like yesterday. Davy Boy Beckham turns up at Selfridges and they unveil this huge poster of Davy Boy Beckham who's, uh, who's shaving... You know, who, who waxes. In fact, he's already told us on documentaries that he shaves and waxes and does the whole bit. Don't actually go there. And he's a really interesting interview now because he can't talk a bit, and that's good fun. But anyway, they unveil this huge poster of Davy Boy in his pants and he's holding a piece of rope. I don't actually see the significance of this. Perhaps younger members of the audience listening might actually see it, but I, I, it went over my head completely. And interestingly enough, the reporter from the Daily Mail goes down there. Now, obviously, she can't get an interview because Dave's paid by Amani to do, you know, sell pants. So she has to queue up to buy a pair of pants. She doesn't know what to do with them. So she spent 90 quid on a pair of pants. And, and when he actually gets there, she noted that he looked extremely tired. Very, very knackered, she says in her article. But uh, his eyes lit up, you know, because she, she'd spent £90, and that presumably goes some way to his feet. And he, he apparently said, well, oh, I didn't expect so many people would turn up. You're thinking, they've just unveiled a 50-foot poster of you. out? What do you think was going to turn up? Two men and a duck? Don't be so naive, Dave. It really, It's not becoming of you at all. I mean, the wife would be going, because the wife turned up as well. I mean, nowadays, you get one, you get the other. Which is, which is good for them, but bad for Katie Price and Peter Andre, because luckily with them, one turns up and you don't get the other one, so that's good news, isn't it? And Peter Andre was out with a Bollywood film uh, company's bash the other day in, in Bollywood, and I, I can't help, who do they think he is? What do they think he is? Do they have any idea that he's a no-hoper little fat boy who used to be married to a skinny bird with big boobs? I mean, do they realise? Perhaps, perhaps they were sold a pup. Perhaps they were sold a pub. Anyway, I did laugh the other day, because uh, we always like to have a a little dig at old Bob Crow. In fact, we'd quite like to dig him into a cemetery. That'd be even more fun. But, very interesting, the other day, and I was absolutely right. Absolutely right. But the the rebellion from the RMT within the ranks emerged with the voting figures. Out of the 10,000 people who were eligible to vote, guess how many voted? Less than 3,000 people voted. Less than 3,000... 7,000 of them went up yours to Bob Crow and decided they were having nothing to do with him. Uh, They will, of course, be accepting any increased pay and working conditions, you know, won by the union. But strangely enough, 2,800 supported the strike, 488 were against. So it's under 2,500 people voted out of a membership of 10,000. And poor old Bob Crow, clutching at those little straws there, thinks this is overwhelming support. Most people think you're a pillock, mate, I'm afraid. That's what they're voting. That's what the voting is saying to me. 10,000 votes and you could only drag out and bully 2,500 people into voting for you. Small wonder the thing was a dismal failure. And Londoners went, yes, another victory for us. Because we don't need, to, uh, don't need to worry about these people at all, do we? Uh, loads of your uh, texts and emails coming in, so we'll get round to those in a moment. It's Ronaldo, Ronaldo, Ronaldo. If you don't like football and you've got no idea who he is, he's very pretty. Uh, some of the papers have alluded to the fact he's a little bit too pretty. Uh, he waxes regularly, but he's worth this much money. He's worth half a million pounds a week. 80 million pounds from Manchester to Madrid. People at Manchester are going, go on, get off. Boo, boo. Just jealous, aren't they? Just jealous. And he apparently went out. He was with his uh, group of people. Because he lives with a bloke. And he lives with this bloke called Z I think it's pronounced. And Z. surprisingly, uh, used to be married to his sister. So he now he now isn't married to his sister, and he now lives with him. And he's lived with him for, for ages, for years, I think. They, they live together as uh, as a happy heterosexual couple. And they sort of, he said he knows everything about me, he knows what, you know, what turns... You know, not what turns me on, he knows what sort of makes me click, he knows what makes me angry, what makes me happy, what makes me sad, and all that, you know, like, like two best buddies together. But a lot of the papers have been saying, you know, he dresses a bit girly, he's this. And you think, well... It doesn't matter, does it? It really doesn't matter. He's very, very successful. He's very, very good-looking. And, uh, and the papers hate that. They hate it, because it isn't until you see Davy Boy Beckham out somewhere that you realise that Davy Boy Beckham is looking a little bit past it. You know, we have to do a bit of airbrushing. In this new poster, he does look most peculiar. I don't know what he's done to his hair at all. But uh, horse lover Jordan, and I mean that in the nicest possible way, is planning to enter pro-eventing contests after buying a new... Uh, Steed costing £15,000. This, she thinks, will ease the pain of her split. Well, as you know, we heard from the stable girl on LBC a few weeks back. Uh, She doesn't actually go riding that often, I'm afraid. She's too busy having photographs taken. A friend said she fell in love with this horse the moment she set eyes on him. Apparently she's a successful dressage rider. No, she's not. She's not successful. She's just a dressage, right? She's not successful at all. In fact, she pulled out the last thing. And they say her own range of equestrian clothing. Have you seen it? It's the biggest pile of rubbish you've ever seen in your life. It really is. Even people in the industry are going, I don't think we're going to be wearing that. I don't think we're going to be wearing that. Ray and Balham finds this whole um, thing about all this money. Apart from, that fact, where, where it comes from. Football, biggest generator of money. The biggest. Look how much money Man United have got that they've got so much money for the simple reason that they they entice the fans into buying things i mean I'm, I'm not a fan of football but if you were a fan of chelsea and every six months or three months they change the strip you would buy the strip because you have to support the club and if that's the club's new strip you buy it consequently man united hit on an absolute winner every so often they keep bringing out a new strip then there's the away strip the home one this is the going to bed outfit this is another kids have got to have it and it costs a small fortune a small fortune. So uh, that's how they make their money, and with a club like Real Madrid, they've got you know l- got limitless money, limitless money. Uh, Ronaldo's earnings over five year five years will be sixty million pounds. Sixty million pounds. He will pay five percent tax on his earnings as a foreign resident, and uh, if he does a clothing line, he could scoop thirty million quid. Simple as that. What do you think, poor boy, poor boy? Nobody loves me. Easy come, easy go. Hardly any money, and now. Really rich. So uh, good for him. I, I never have any problem with anybody who earns good money. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Again, the three people convicted the ignorant filth that is Jade Braithwaite, 20. Oh, they're going to love you when you get in prison, matey. Michael Elaine, 18. Jures Kika, an ugly bloke at the best of times. Convicted murderers, ladies and gentlemen. These were the people who killed Ben Kinsella, and they went on the run won't be running very far now in prison, will you, boys? I can't wait for you to get inside there. They'll be welcoming you with open arms, I should imagine. Open arms. Actually, there's another bloke they're going to be looking forward to seeing in prison. And he's in a lot of the uh, papers today. And the reason he's in a lot of the papers is because he's one of Britain's tallest men. He's begged a judge not to jail him because, he says, I'll be bullied because he's seven feet four. Christopher Lister got 11 months jail over a string of vehicle-related offences. Uh, now, prison chiefs are looking for an extra-large bed for him because the judge said, no, you're going to go to prison, even though he'd actually said, listen, if I go to prison, I'm going to be bullied. No, 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 you've got it wrong, Christopher Lister. You're not going to be bullied in prison. They look after pretty boys like you. You're seven feet four inches, darling. You'll have more boyfriends than you've ever had at dinners. They can't wait for you to arrive in prison. Pretty boys like you, and luckily you've got an extra big bed. How promising is that in prison? How promising is that? God, dear me. 5.15. Oh, there you are. 17 minutes past uh, five. Steve Allen's early breakfast. It's LBC 97.3. So, uh, look out, prison. Here comes Mr Lister. All seven feet, four inches of him. I bet they can't wait inside for that one. And he's going, I'll be bullied. Oh, you won't pop it. You really won't. You'll be having so many new friends. It'll be lovely. That time you got some comeuppance. Uh, Steve, we're on our way to sunny Devon for a week to get married. Only wish you could join us as we listen to the show every day. And we love you. Have a great weekend. And that's Matt and Sam. Now, you see, that doesn't mean anything. Matt and Sam, is that two men? Or is Matt and S- is Sam the... W- I don't know. Nobody tells me anything nowadays. I'm, I'm a stranger in my own programme. New Matrix signs starting on the M11 with pictures, says Alan and Clayhall. That's quite good. Neil and Croydon asked the question, if Bob Crowe didn't even get over half the vote from the members, how can they strike? I thought it had to be over 50%. I think they make up the rules as they go along, actually. You know what Bob... You know, old fat boy Bob is out there. So, come on, uh, two and a half... Oh god, only two and a half thousand people voted for it. Okay. So the other 7 th- what are they doing? The other seven thousand? Well they think you're an idiot, I'm afraid. I wouldn't want to be pushed around by some union going, right, you're coming out now. I wouldn't I would actually want to think by myself. Any, anybody who goes past any of these pickets, luckily it's all finished now, but the next time they go out picketing, when you go past, just wind down the window. I was thinking, actually, of sort of getting ship, sort of sheep pictures made up. I'm just putting them outside stations. Or I dreamt last night... A very f- funny dream again. I dreamt of putting little speakers on top of Seven Sisters Station. So every so sort of Seven Sisters Station, because that's where the, where the picket line was, at Seven Sisters Station. So uh, they, uh, I thought it'd be quite good, actually, to have that there, wouldn't it? I keep looking at this picture of Davy Boy Beckham with his shaved body, his naft tattoos... His little tiny girly nipples and his hair in a most peculiar shape. He's sort of, He can't really describe it. Actually, it's sort of been greased down, and he's so heavily airbrushed the face. But then he opens his mouth and goes, "Hello." It's just, it's a bit funny, isn't it? You know, you're expecting something big and butch, and it, it just doesn't doesn't happen at all. But he, he was looking tired yesterday, poor boy, uh, wearing his Armani padded pants, you know, because nobody looks like this. I was talking to Joe Parkinson the other day about it, and she said, because he does fill a pair of pants, I said, well, I promise you, it doesn't. You know, look look at your own husband, and people don't look like this at all, it's it's not normal. Oh, good news, I knew you'd want some good news on a Friday, because I know you get a bit worried, you keep thinking, come on Steve, do some good news, okay? The good news is, if you're listening to this programme, you're alive, so that's good, isn't it? I mean, how much more good news do you want than that? You don't need anything else. The good news is, there's no strike today. Ray, Two bits of good news. The other good news is, you're still alive. Fantastic. And the other bit of good news is that singing sensation, pff, Susan Boyle, is going to bring out the album by Christmas. Even after all the brouhaha yesterday, in which people couldn't decide if she'd been to rehearsal, hadn't been to rehearsal. I think the trouble is, because she is simple, I think, and somebody says all she wants to do is sing, I don't think she quite understands what the process is. Okay, love, you're, you're, you're going to be singing, yes, and you need to rehearse this. No, I don't. I just want to sing. Yeah, but you have to do it in order, dear, on the show, because you weren't the winner. If you remember, you lost. You were the loser, OK? There was a, a dance group called Diversity, so you come out and sing. And apparently she's going to bring this album out, and she sat down with producers to choose tracks for the album. Oh, dear God in heaven. You can only imagine... She's only ever attempted three songs in her entire life. Because she's a fan of West End musicals. You know, I'm a fan of taking my clothes off, but frankly, with this body, it's not, that. It's not worth doing, is it? No point. At least I'm honest about it. At least I'm honest... Um, celebrity wife swap, not a lot I can say about that at all. Apart from that the fact that Channel 4 seemed to be very sort of overtly gay friendly. If you remember when it started, Neil Ruddock <coughs> and Pete Burns, you remember that when it first started? Then they had uh, Freddie Starr and Samantha Fox, who was gay. Uh, then they had, now at the moment, Stan Boardman <coughs> with gay comedian Rona Cameron. And you think, is there a theme emerging here? I'm not sure. I'm not sure if there is. It's all a bit peculiar anyway, and it's not a particularly good show. And, uh deluded showbiz egomaniac of the week. Curtis's celebrity master chef. This is, this is uh, Ali Ross on TV. It was a strange feeling being told I was not good enough. I don't think I've ever been told I wasn't good enough before in my life. That was ac- actor Michael Obiora, who appeared in Hotel Babylon, but just the camp hotel receptionist. so it really wasn't good enough, because nobody knew who he was, poor soul. Got to do a little bit more than that before people start talking about you being very successful. So, of course, he's not very successful. And uh, and the Queen looked out, and uh, the other day she went down to... Where did she go? To Weymouth. She went to Weymouth, you know, as usual. Luckily, this time round, she didn't smell Dulux paint everywhere. And somebody had made a nine-foot-high, 140-square-foot replica of Windsor Castle in sand. How lovely is that? Because I do like sand castles. I do like sandcastles. I think it's... I think it's... I think they're fantastic. I've never actually made them myself, but the best thing I like... If you go onto YouTube, they have ice sculptures. And in one part of China, I think it's, uh, Zhuangdong or Guangdong province or Qingqiao, uh, one of those. And they do these things, but then what they do is they light them up at night. So in the daytime, because it's freezing cold, they would have to be, otherwise they'd be playing with water, wouldn't they? And that would be a completely different thing. Uh, that would be a swimming pool. And so they make these models... And then, at night-time, they've got little lights in them, and they light them up. And they look absolutely beautiful. A bit like my hanging baskets at the moment, which are looking particularly beautiful, bedecked with lights. I've got lights around one of my hanging baskets. It's a bit sad, actually. It's a bit sad. But uh, but there you go. That's me, isn't it? And this, I don't really care, actually. To be honest with you, as I say, I laugh I laugh all the way to the champagne bar. I really do. Actually, the other day, I missed Beyoncé. She was in Westfield. I was there about a month ago, and she was walking around with Minders, and I walked round by myself. That would was be good, wouldn't it? And I'm a big, much bigger celebrity over here than Beyoncé is. I mean, Beyoncé. Beyoncé who, they ask? Steve... Alan beyonce hello what 's your surname love? Nobody knows, do they i 'll take some pictures of my hanging baskets, and we 'll we'll put them up on the, uh, in the internet. Uh, Tesco, you remember the other day we told you about the cheap school uniforms four pounds seventy five Tesco three pounds seventy five How are they doing it? Polo shirt fifty p sweatshirt one hundred seventy five trousers or a skirt one pound fifty as I say it 's very nice, but you have to ask yourself the question. How much are they paying for it and how much are the people who make it getting paid? Answer, it's sweatshop labour. It would have to be at that price. A polo shirt for 50 pence. I mean, it just doesn't... just doesn't. It can't be made in this country. Well, I, apparently not. Apparently not. I mean, they, they, they would have to be made to a certain standard. Because if they fell apart, parents would, would only buy the one. Actually, I did hear something very interesting the other day. Can I tell you, can I not tell you? Yes, I'm going to tell you, actually. Because what is the, what is the big thing that everybody dust in it. The big thing that everyone in this country wants to do, the biggest thing, the billion pound to not try and get razor blades down in price, lose weight. Everybody wants to lose weight. So what What came out a short while ago? Tablets on sale in chemists, where for 50 quid you get a month's supply, you take the tablets and the weight falls off. No, it doesn't. Because you have to work Dieting. And so when they first launched these, these tablets, a load of people went out. And I spoke to a chemist yesterday, and he said, The interesting thing is, he said, when, when they first came out, people were coming in because they just thought that there was a tablet you took and the weight that, where do people think the weight goes? I'm always fascinated by this. They say, Take this tablet and the weight will disappear. To where? To where? Because if you lose the weight, you're going to have a lot of flab you're hanging around with. The only way to tighten that up is to do exercise, sit-ups, push-ups, running, walking, jumping, do anything you like. But it ain't going to fall off. Consequently, sales of the tablets have dropped. And this particular chemist, he said, he said people bought for the first month, he said, no repeats coming back in again, no repeats. Interesting, isn't it? Because <coughs> people have realised that 50 quid to spend on tablets, if the weight doesn't fall off, which they think it's going to... It's not worth spending it. You might as well go out and eat fruit. I bought fruit in today, actually. We'll have some of that a little bit later, which is nice. Uh, Steve, when are we going to interview the parents of the murderers of Ben Kinsella, or, in fact, murderers in in general, so that society can tell if they were responsible mothers and fathers of the children and, and what they did was as a result of their upbringing? If the parents are deemed to be irresponsible, they should be made to pay the price. Heavy fine or jail sentence? Oh, I absolutely agree. I think it's like... It's dogs, isn't it? No such thing as a badly behaved dog. There's owners who can't be bothered to train the dog, to take it for for puppy training and walking and keep it... You see dogs straining on a lead. They're walking down the road, generally by thin, emaciated uh, things with tattoos, and they've got the fat bird with the gut hanging out over the top of her Ugg boots. The gut generally goes down to the Ugg boots, and they're walking along with this dog who, if you took it off the lead, would just run straight into the road and kill itself, because it doesn't want to be with these people at all, and they generally abuse animals. And they're they're, they're generally quite. You you could just tell the sort of dogs that go with people. They don't go to puppy training, for some reason. I don't know why. You'd think you want a a well-behaved dog. And it's exactly the same with children. You don't get badly-behaved children. You get parents who can't be bothered. They wash their hands of it. And all the thugs, the murderers of Ben Kinsella, who are in the uh, papers today, um, I would love to meet with their parents and say, did you I you know, your, your son has a catalogue of crime. Knife crime, drug crime. What are you, stupid parents, or are you just bloody thick? Why can't you bring your child up properly? Because all you've got to do with children is discipline. It starts at an early age. It's not good getting to sort of 25, 30, and then thinking you can start train an animal like these murderers here. You do it from, from a very early age. You make them respect people. Like many of you listening at the moment, don't murder. You don't feel the need to go out carrying a knife. You just want to go out, get on with your job. You know, earn some money, go home, buy your fish and chips, your Kentucky Fried Chicken, put your feet up, watch television, have a beer, that's it. Some of these people deliberately go out to cause trouble. I came in this morning via Piccadilly Circus, and as I came in and we got to Piccadilly Circus, and at Eros, a fight had just started with two black guys and a black girl, and they were all dragging each other this way and that way and this way and that way. And then the police jumped in, and they're trying to separate this group. Then some more people piled on. Before you know where you are... We've got six police cars up there and a load of police officers taking away anything that's going on round here. It's just ridiculous. Re- and you think to yourself, A, what in fact I was talking to one of the other guys from Hart because he comes in, he parts in the car park, and he said there were a load of them sitting outside the car park with the hoods of their cars down playing their loud, girly music. Because most of it is a pile of rubbish. As I say, you never heard a decent carpenter's track, have you? Never once heard anything decent like, you know, calling occupants of interplanetary craft. You never hear that. You're always saying, pff, and they've got to play it so the rest of the world shares it i always go over and go puffy music mate and then walk away and they sit there because they're a bit they've got no idea what's going on bit dim i'm afraid they're generally the people who've got the car jacked up at the back because they can't afford to go out and buy a sherbet and they've got lights underneath it and they've got blacked out windows which is peeling because they've got the cheap one and they've generally got something hanging in the front like their name like dickhead that's always fairly popular inside there ridiculous, really. 84850, stevedlbc.co.uk. You wouldn't disagree, would you? You will not dare. Johnny says, when another cheap form of reality TV is being made, I wonder if certain celebrities have a degree of embarrassment, as they think, how did it ever come to this and then continue to cook, stay in the studio jungle or contrived house? The power of the pound note peaked with Johnny Rotten and the butter advert. I totally agree.
1: This is LBC
2: 97.3. This is the sound of someone's life changing. Accidents devastate lives. If you've been injured at work, on the road, or a trip or fall anywhere, call the National Accident Helpline for instant free claims advice. We've helped thousands of people since 1993. It's no win, no fee. You keep 100% compensation as we recover all costs from the other side. Phone 0800 907 1616. 0800 907 1616.
1: Hello, National Accident Helpline.
2: That's the sound of someone's life changing. Tim, it's me, it's
3: it's Adam.
1: Yeah, I know who it is, I've known you since primary school. Uh, uh,
3: good, good. Why are you being so odd? Well, um, I suppose because I've got some really exciting news. Whether you're saying something momentous or something every day, isn't it better when you take your time and use your BT landline with BT friends and family mode? Text
1: 84850 Steve Allen
0: Morning, everybody. Nice to be company. I do feel a little bit sorry. Two thieves trying to steal some copper cable the other way from a disused factory. And they're just about loading it on, and unfortunately, it's still connected. And so it, it, uh, it kills them. They weren't, they, the police can't work out if they suffered the massive electricity shock or were overcome by carbon monoxide fumes after a fire started. Kind of justice, isn't it, really? Want to go thieving? That's what happens. Uh, if three white youths had made such an unprovoked, gratuitous and random fatal attack upon a black victim, there would be an outcry of racism to accompany the otherwise natural horror of the crime, which is the case such as this is absent. Yes, I mean, I I can't quite get to grips with the Ben Kinsella death. Either way, they're filthy, low-lying scum, and uh, they deserve to be taken apart in prison. I mean, it's just, uh, you know, just absolutely disgusting people. Really are awful. Uh, 50p for a polo. Just shows how much profit Tesco usually makes, says Tim. Well, that's the trouble. If they can sell that for 50p, or on the other hand, they might be selling a lost leader. Sometimes they do that to get you into the shop. So they say, listen, come into the shop, 50p. So while you're there, you'll go hey, look, they've, they've got this DVD, only £6 here, and you buy that. And that's how it works. It's the knock-on effect. Very rarely does somebody just go in and buy one thing. Bit funny, really. I must just tell you, before we talk to Nathan Morley, because we're going to talk to him, whether he likes it or not, um, just as he delves into the second bottle of Metaxa, uh, Jade, Jade Goody's grieving mother, although if you look at the pictures, grieving no longer, ladies and gentlemen, because she's leaving the country, so that's great. Stay out as long as you want, Jackie. Um, she's, she's tied up with this new bloke called Jason. Jason's a bit of a lad. Because Jason is still sending text messages to his ex-girlfriend, who's a bit of a porker, it has to be said. And the uh, text messages are, unfortunately, a bit rude. And he calls his downstairs bit Boris. Why you call it Boris, I've got no idea. But anyway, you know, some people have different names. And he calls it Boris, and he's been texting sexually. Unfortunately, Jackie Budden doesn't know anything about it. Going to be a bit of a shock when she opens the paper this morning. He's obviously not exactly what you think he is, love. Ah, it's payback time. 26 minutes to uh, 6, Friday morning. And uh, a very good morning, as always, to my very closest friend, my nearest and dearest showbiz person, the person who has his finger on the pulse, mainly his own, and the dogs, Nathan Morley. <laughs> Good morning. (laughs)
1: Uh, Good morning, Steve. Uh, Slightly horrified, though, there. You you didn't mention Jade Goody's mother's not coming to Cyprus, I hope.
0: Uh, No, luckily she's... (laughs) I forget where where she's at. She has gone Luckily not Cyprus. You don't want her anywhere around there.
1: Crikey, we have a blacklist, a stop list at the airport, and if you think any dubious characters are coming, you simply phone airport immigration, tip them off with the name, and they'll send them back home again.
0: Los (laughs) Cristianos is is where they are.
1: Right, can you fax full her uh, uh, her full name through? And yeah. uh, then we better just take a security measure. Well, oh, I
0: totally <laughs> agree. Although she uh, she does so. she used to be a lesbian but now she's not. It's marvelous. Obviously uh, the 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 CA over work. I
1: didn't know it was that simple. Oh yes, believe... absolutely. Oh yes. <laughs> if, if if you
0: actually go abroad and you get C-air, you actually change uh, within minutes.
1: Really? Yes. Well, that's... that's well, she's, she's, uh, she's obviously a unique customer, this one.
0: <laughs> Used to be a lesbian. Now, not a lesbian. You
1: need to put that on your CV, can't you? You know, full, clean driving licence. Used to be a lesbian.
0: Not now. Um, <laughs> <know>. <laughs> it's a, and also, I mean, the difference with her, a drug-taking, one-armed lesbian we had. So, and I mean, that, the, she, she had the complete set.
1: A drug-taking one-armed lesbian. She needs an agent. because well, she sounds- I think she's got <laughs> one. <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: the funny thing.
1: <laughs> Fantastic. I'm going to jot her name down for future reference. You know, she sounds a bit more exciting than Peter Andre, who spent two weeks moping by his barbecue. So, oh, no. Actually, maybe we should... Well, I don't know what's going on with the Pete at the moment. <clears throat> you well, know, he looks so miserable, doesn't he? Well,
0: according to the paper, uh, and I think it's the uh, mirror... And he says here, I still love Katie, but we've been to marriage guidance, or he has, and there, there is no... Oh, bless that. Do you think he understands what it is? And... He's
1: been to marriage guidance on his own. Yes, I think he's been there all by himself.
0: <laughs> he says, uh, we, we, we had marriage guidance, but it couldn't save us. So, oh. bless him. I mean, the man who never had a personality, and is not the brightest penny in the box, she's now wearing a T-shirt saying, save a horse, ride a cowboy.
1: Right, yeah, she's, she's a bag she's, of fun, that one. Oh, she's, she? <laughs>
0: she's an absolute... She thinks, because you know that she's she's gone ra- round the bend anyway, in her mind, <laughs> she thinks that he's having a relationship. Because well, she's built some up... Somebody's obviously said to her at some time, you know he's having it off with somebody else, and he's having an... And so she's now gone, well, I've heard that he's he's seeing somebody else. So in other words, the, the more you keep saying that to her, the more round the bend she goes.
1: Well, I think uh, there was something in The Mirror or, or, or The Star, uh, one of these papers, which was saying that... He claimed that she had taken away his manhood. Not I don't mean it in the most literal so but you sex know, Well, he he used to be a lesbian, you know He used to be a lesbian (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, you know, he's a shadow of his former self (laughs) But uh, she's a very domineering character, isn't she? I don't think I could stand her for more than a minute Oh, I I think
0: a minute would be too long They used to talk about She would go on and go, oh, Pete and I rat it all the time And then it turned out They hadn't done anything for a year A year Because she's always too tired And you look at her, you think Well, I mean, you'd have to force yourself anyway, wouldn't you?
1: He does look tired all the time, though. You're right. He always looks exhausted. I mean, does he watch late-night cable or something? I mean, I I don't know. He must be an insomniac or... I don't know. ...into Australian (laughs) soaps.
0: He has a new single out called Call the Doctor. (laughs) (laughs)
1: it's a song written
0: from the heart (laughs) it's just unbelievable isn't it It it's absolutely
1: unreal (laughs) you can't make it up you can't make it up
0: the funny thing is i'm just hoping that the divorce definitely goes through i mean i I, I just don't want any backtracking on this one i don't want any (laughs) messing around ditch her take her for even the columnist was saying the other day they, they they were going i tell you what take her for everything you can get
1: yeah. It's well, worth she's it. worth a button, isn't she? Yeah, she's yeah. worth a bit.
0: She's actually, uh, you know, he he's never humiliated her. She's always the one who's humiliated him. And that's mm. why I think it's, it's about time. Let the little Greek boy stand up and be counted. Let him be a man. Let him push her around because there's nothing worse than a scorned Jordan because she'll come up with all the filth and everything. She will try and discredit him every which way she can. She's only got one friend in the whole world. Well, she's got a couple of gay boys, one who doesn't make up and one who doesn't. <laughs> and then she's got Michelle Heaton. I mean, in fact, you might as well not have anybody.
1: <laughs> is, that, is that it? Is that's that it. the sum total of her uh, close circle? That
0: is the sum total yeah, of poor like. old Jordan. You know why? Because nobody likes her.
1: Well, I mean, I've never, I've never actually met her, but uh, as I oh, said yeah. a few, a few weeks, have you really? Yeah. I bet you enjoyed that moment.
0: Oh, God, it's unattractive close-up. Oh my God! <laughs> I mean, I tell you what. It's, I thought I'd wandered into the Black Cap in Camden, and one of the drag acts had walked out the back door. It was terrible. Oh, didn't oh, was... have
1: a big hair on and everything, and lacquered in makeup. It was she...
0: the makeup. Well, it, I thought it was polyfiller. It was troweled on, and then oh, obviously somebody God. scraped out where the eyes should have been and the foul mouth. I mean, you've never had a mouth like it. Oh,
1: <laughs> Dear God! It's you thought Danny Larue had arrived back, didn't you? <laughs> I did.
0: I was half expecting Dan to say, Ha-ha, Steve." <laughs> exactly. <Except. laughs> so Danny
1: Larue did have, uh, you know, he was could uh, qu- he was quite a tasteful fellow. That's just very good. He actually looked... Yeah, but when he was done
0: <laughs> up, he looked a million dollars.
1: I know, he did, didn't he? I Whereas was looking Jordan at some of the photos just... the other day on the paper. It looked great. Yeah. I mean, it was embarrassing. There, I
0: think me? Jordan was walking down the street the other day with, with a teddy bear and somebody said, where did you get that? And the teddy said, I won her in a raffle. <laughs> <laughs>
1: And if you are listening, Jordan, very good morning. <laughs> very but good morning. You love would... <laughs> <laughs> If Peter Andre is listening, because I know, you know, he never goes to sleep by the looks of it, I have said on the record before, and so have you, mm. that he's actually quite a nice fella. Yeah. You know, he's a nice Away guy. Away
0: from her, he could be really nice.
1: I've never heard anything bad about him. Do you know what I mean? And I've looked. Honestly, I have. He gives his fans the time. He's uh, very personable. He he, he seems a very pleasant fellow. So I I do feel sorry for him. And I think I agree with you. You know, he should get what what he deserves from this marriage.
0: Yes, absolutely. He has been humiliated for the past four years by this revolting old bag. And I think it's about Mm. time that he fought back and said, listen, I'm not having any. They're my children as well as your children. You're not telling me what to do. We'll go Mm -hmm. to court. We'll thrash it out that way and the trouble is with Jordan she's going to hate it because a court is going to say to her well you will give him access, they're his children Mm. it's not up Mm. to you to decide
1: well, I, I, I'll keep my fingers crossed for him. I think he's lovely. You Max know?
0: Clifford <laughs> always said he would never handle Jordan because she will not be told. She thinks she know. She's not the, she's not bright. Everybody goes, oh, she's really bright. It's not. It's the agents who do everything for her. She just stands there and looks like the proverbial plum, I'm afraid. Well,
1: Max Clifford said that to me a few weeks ago. Do you remember? Yeah. I was chatting to him when, when Peter Andre was here. Max Clifford said he thought Peter was a lovely guy. He would not touch Jordan with a barge pole. Yeah. And that's funny because you had never imagine that with Max Clifford. You know, you'd think he'll take anything he could, mm. you know, being... <laughs> you see what I mean? In uh, the possible point. way. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that in the most sensible way. <laughs> 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 but uh, it was funny to hear him say that, because I thought, you know, uh, Max Clifford and Jordan seem like a, ma- a match made in heaven. Yeah. Uh, but but uh, no, he's not interested. So, interesting, uh, isn't
0: ha- it? Very interesting, that one. I, I find that interesting. <laughs> Although, to be honest, why on earth Max Clifford? They keep quoting the fact that he's looking after Jack Tweed. Well, he isn't. He isn't hmm. representing Jack Tweed or anything like that. He said, and he said that he remarked to Jade before she died, that he'd look out for him. The trouble is, I think, Jack is on a path of... Uh, of internal combustion. Mm. Uh, Bailey
1: had a rough ride. He had a rough ride. I mean... Well, Jack uh, Tweed... Yeah, Jack Tweed. Uh, I, I saw the poem he, he read at the, the funeral. Yeah. Um, uh, it would, uh, it's going to take a long time for me to get over that, yes. to be honest with you. Exactly. So uh, yes. God knows how he feels. Yeah. But uh, th- this week, obviously, my attention, and, and everybody here in Cyprus, has been drawn to the UK and those lunatics who won in your election, the BNP. <laughs> what a bunch of grotesques.
0: I I, I, I Absolutely mad. I can't understand it, although they were democratically elected. They, they've already been uh, egged, as they say. Good, good. And, and they're now looking to egg Bob Crow. That's that's the latest one, the RMT <laughs> so-called leader.
1: <laughs> I heard Bob Crow on the radio yesterday. Yeah. Um, on, on the same show as Boris Johnson. And Bob Crow... He's an ass. I mean, he cannot string a sentence together. No. He doesn't know what he's talking about. He doesn't think about the people of London. Time and time again, this guy makes people's lives a misery. No. How he gets away with it. He didn't even know what his demands were. He was confusing the issue all over the place. Well,
0: all it is, it's a personal vendetta between him and Boris Johnson. That's all it is. So he it, needs to sort himself out. He needs to sort... The trouble is, he's, he's an old dinosaur. He's, he's flying his own little red flag all by himself, but happily trousering 70,000 quid a year. You know, I don't yeah. know why the union members, uh, three-quarters of which didn't support him at all, don't kick him out. Why don't but they these kick are him all out? The- Bring in another sheet. Worst element.
1: Yeah. You, you know, all these kind of 80s has-beens uh, yeah. from the Scargill era, all these re- red-shirted idiots, yeah. it's about time we got rid of them. I mean, just hearing them yesterday reminded me of those days of Scargill. And, do you remember in the 80s when everything yes. was always closed by these Looney Tunes? Oh, I can
0: remember, and in fact there'd be a lot of people listening, who remembers when we had the electricity strikes, and they'd say, right, tonight your electricity's going off at six o'clock, so you'd be there trying to get ready, <laughs> tech, then all of a sudden, bang, everything would go out, and you'd all start lighting candles. <laughs> Like yeah, going to sounds, like a,
1: sounds like the kind of life I'm living at the <laughs> moment.
0: <laughs> yes, I forget this is normal for you, isn't it? <laughs> uh,
1: it is normal. My fridge freezer hasn't been working for five days and oh. I can't find an engineer. Honestly, it's, uh, try living without a fridge freezer for a week in, oh. in temperatures of 37, I think we had yesterday. Oh, good grief. Uh, Absolutely My mad. friend it's, Noreen's
0: out there at the moment, and Brian, so if, if a lady comes knocking on your door, she's hunted you down.
1: Oh, has she? Well, I well, uh, mean, <laughs> where would you know where where she is in Cyprus?
0: I've got no idea. I can't remember. She's over there for a, a wedding.
1: Oh, okay, okay. Well, uh, I'll I'll look out for her. If you'd told me a week ago, I could have put her on that stop list. You mentioned, yeah, you know, I mentioned at the airport. <laughs> No, Noreen's lovely. Oh, I've written lovely. with Nor- Noreen, and I've emailed each other. Have before. you emailed? Oh, good. Yes, good. yes, because she, she has. Uh, she's she's been looking after dogs and things in the past. So yes. uh, we, we've we've exchanged photos of Mr. Chaz and, oh. and things like
0: that. Oh, know, that's so. lovely. Well, listen, I'm, I'm glad that we caught you on a Friday. As the sun shines in Leicester Square, and it's it's a lovely day, and it's because it's Friday. I love Friday anyway. I love Friday. I went a, to the know, and I have the weekend so off as
1: well, well.
0: Yeah, yeah, you have the, you have the week off.
1: I have the weekend off. Oh, lovely. Uh, so, my first weekend off, I think, since 1984. So, I'm looking forward to it. So I don't, uh, don't I'm not going off. to do anything yeah. other than just loll around in the swimming pool. Wow.
0: Oh. Yeah. When, yeah. when, when you say loll around in the swimming pool, I'm trying to get an image of this.
1: Oh, I have. I bought an inflatable chair. Oh,
3: now,
1: right. New honestly, it's... it's it's crackers. It's bright green and it's got a place where you can put your, your drink oh. and you just slot into it, and, it ju- and just sit in the pool in it.
0: Yes. How, how silly of me not to realise you would buy one of those chairs. I've seen them on the adverts, actually. It looks lovely. <laughs> it's
1: really classy. They are. F- they're <laughs> so comfortable. As soon as you get in it, you don't want to get out. Of the exactly.
0: <laughs> and, w- and when you say a room for a glass, do you mean a bottle or just a glass?
1: It, it, well, actually, it depends. Because I've got the weekend off, I, I'd say a bottle, actually. I would think so, yes. Well, you know, it sounds lovely. Yeah, I'm
0: yeah. very jealous.
1: Very well, nice. you know, you, it's all right. I think I earned it uh, this this week. It's been a nutty week, so so Absolutely. I'm just going well, to do that. You and, you, you uh, try to get one for Mr. This- I'm trying to get one for Mr Chaz.
0: Well, so he we can sit on a little bed as well with a glass. Yeah, he yes. hates oh.
1: the swimming pool. He really <laughs>
0: hates it. <laughs> Dogs hate so. water. Well, listen, we will, we'll we'll catch you next week at the normal time.
1: <laughs> I look forward to that. Have a lovely weekend. And uh, have a nice send weekend, send my kindest uh, uh, regards to Bob Crow.
0: Certainly will do. Thank you, Nathan. Nathan <laughs> Morley <morning laughs> in Cyprus. He'll be back with us next week, which will be Thursday next week. It's only because yesterday we had the problem with the uh, the phone lines and everything else. Uh, right, 14 minutes to six. 27.3. I don't know, we're having to rearrange the studio this morning. It's all just gone all up in the sky. It really has. It's ridiculous. Presenters who come in and start faffing around with equipment when they don't understand how it works in the best... Mind you, it is like being in a a bit like a disabled toilet in here It is. I only say that because it's a bit like a gymnasium. Have you ever opened a disabled toilet and had a quick look inside? it's like a gymnasium in there. There's bars and... I mean, what do people do when they get in there? I've got no idea. Nothing in my one. That used to be the old Dame Edna thing. She used to say years ago, it's the only toilet that was never engaged, so develop a limp as you're walking in, and then you can kind of justify using it, because you get far more room. Otherwise you're a bit cramped, aren't you? There's no room to spread out your newspaper, plug in your percolator at the top and all the rest of it. Anyway, I see Caroline Flint turned up the other day on television. Not looking at all attractive, Caroline, I thought. But of course, you don't want people to comment on your looks, do you? Erm... Oh, dear jack tweed is on this morning is he we shan't be watching that i'll tell you the other thing and you're all quite right that uh silly jo- oh, it's much nicer much nicer now Looks a bit more like a microphone i suppose if they can find the right end to speak into thank you anyway uh, j- uh, what was i gonna say oh yes the uh, the country life advert for butter and you've got johnny rotten doing it how to how to sell out how all those poor punks must be looking at the television thinking but he was our leader and now he's doing an advert for country Life butter and I'm thinking, well, I've stopped buying it. I won't buy OK magazine, because they put uh, Jack Tweed in there. I'm becoming quite, quite militant, actually. I quite like the idea. But as we said at the beginning of the programme, and the, the figures speak for themselves, uh, the RMT, when they voted, only, I'm afraid, 2,500 voted out of 10,000. 2,500. 7,000 people couldn't be bothered. That's how poor and pitiful the support was for the strike. And, uh, the next thing is they'll be voting Bob Crow out. So that'd be good news, wouldn't it? Lovely. Uh, 84850, steve at And, uh, another one here. Uh, this is Anne, who loves the programme. It's brilliant. She says, uh, I'm amazed that you haven't been done for slander. Uh, for what? <laughs> for what? I think it would be libel, Anne. We have to explain it to you again. I don't have to explain it to the permanently dim, but it's libel on the radio because it's print journalism and everything else. And she says, um... Beauty comes from within. What does that make Susan Boyle, then? I've got no idea. You try and work that one out for yourself. And, uh, she says, you contributed to Susan's recent stay in the Priory. Oh, my God. God, I'm really excited by that. That's really... Oh, God, I feel quite proud of that, then. Quite pr- You didn't think it was a publicity stunt, then, Anne, did you? <laughs> and, uh, she says, uh, and even Jade Goody. Have well, we mentioned Jade Goody recently? Do we mention Jade Goody? I don't think so. She's dead actually, as far as I remember. I think so. Don't think that was a publicity stunt. No, she definitely died, and uh, we don't have anything to do with Jack Tweed. But there you go, Anne. You know, you're a sweetie pie, aren't you? You're a sweetie pie. You can't spell, but you're a sweetie pie. And, you see, you've got your opinion. You see, just because you don't like somebody else's opinion, you must try and be grown up about it. You know, just because you don't like somebody else's, you then put your view forward. And if people don't agree with that, you probably then diss them as well. So it makes you not a very nice person, I'm afraid. Uh, 8 for eight five oh, Another one, let's try and get through as many of these as we possibly can. Uh, somebody else saying, absolutely, Bob Crow out. Completely. And uh, another, somebody says, bring back the death penalty. The trouble is, if you bring back the death penalty, it's not going to be a deterrent. It wasn't before. The death penalty was never a deterrent before, I'm afraid because otherwise people would go, oh, there's a death penalty, we won't commit a crime. The three people who perpetrated the uh, murder of Ben Kinsella uh, have a uh, history, a catalogue of filth and uh, vile actions, and they've been in and out of prison between them. They're not remotely bothered, even if you'd brought in the death penalty. Wouldn't have stopped Michael Elaine, 18, Jade Braithwaite, 20, a swaggering thug with a reputation as a drug dealer, and Juress Kika, 19, a knife carrier. String of convictions and cautions from the age of 11 11. These people were destined to spend the rest of their life in prison. What sad, pathetic little people they are now. But rest of their life in prison, let's hope it does mean life. It makes make life so much easier for everybody if, in our court system, we went, you're in prison for life, and we leave them in there, and they rot. That'd be good news, wouldn't it? Uh, a woman, thought to have broken out of jail, gave herself up because she'd been hiding in the prison for five... To- so they spent... I oh know, they, th- they thought she'd broken out... So they do an all-point search outside the prison. Then they discovered that Eshatu uh, Ishaku was missing during a routine headcount. So they locked all the inmates in their cells. Then they searched with sniffer dogs. Then they brought in a police helicopter. I mean, it really gets worse, doesn't it? When no trace of her was found, they assumed she'd escaped. And um, they warned police to be on the lookout for her. She's on remand awaiting a fraud trial. But on Wednesday, she gave herself up. She'd been hiding in the education block She said the sniffer dog arrived, licked her face and walked off. (laughs) Fantastic. I love the idea of that. Uh, More and more people are drinking uh, rosé wine. Oh, yuck. Dear me, I don't believe this. I think this is actually put out to try and increase the weight. You can always tell whenever a survey comes out, it'll be to try and push it. So they say here, sales of rosé more than quadrupled last year, making up 6% of the £9 billion wine market which means that 94% of it is made up with other wines, so nobody's drinking rosé at all. It's a load of old rubbish. And it is naff wine. If ever you go to a place and they go, and we've got rosé, and you go, have you got any Coca-Cola? Also, have you got any water? We'll, we'll even drink tap water. It's even funnier. <laughs> even funnier. So, uh, oh good lord. Uh, Lewis Hamilton's girlfriend, Nicole, could drive anybody wild. She was out on stage with the Pussycat Dolls. They were in the Philippines the other day. She, of course, is much Older than he is. I think about ten years' difference. And uh, Pete Doherty, charged with drink-driving and drug offences. Oh, fantastic, Pete. So, back on the old puffy-puffy. Uh, Again, we thought you cleaned yourself up. Rather silly little boy, aren't you? The baby shambles frontman, waste of space as far as I'm concerned, was spotted driving erratically after leaving a show in Gloucester's Guildhall. It's claimed he refused to stop and was pursued throughout the city before he finally pulled over. And, um... He spent a night in custody. He'll appear at Stroud Magistrates Court this morning. He was driving without a valid licence. I mean, it makes you wonder, doesn't it, how these people get away with this stuff? The rest of us have to go out there and pass tests and do all this other stuff. Uh, Johnny says, round of applause from all Londoners to Bob Crow and the striking workers who now have to come back to planet Earth and realise how we all sympathise with their struggle in the middle of this recession. As they're thick, says Johnny. I was being sarcastic, I know, but the trouble is, Johnny, you, you don't need to worry about it, because there's such a f- poor amount of them, and they'll probably still be in bed, most of them, because they need their beauty sleep, before they go and stand there and pretend they're doing it all for the good of the workers, because they're not. I'd like to know how many people couldn't visit relatives in hospital that day, or go and visit elderly people, because of the actions of a minority. Two and a half thousand people. The uh, the rest of them said, uh, no, I'm terribly sorry, we're not sheep. We can actually make up our own mind. And we don't. We don't. 84850, steve at LBC.co.uk. Um, Max Clifford coming over all righteous, says Jennifer, saying he wouldn't act for Jordan. But he did act, in your opinion, the racist Jade Goody. Well, that was a, that was a business deal. That w- If you're going to go for somebody and, and somebody comes to you and says, uh, right, uh, I'm dying... I need to make lots of money. The only person, and I mean the only person, who could ever, ever do it and generate the income is Max Clifford. There's no, you ask anybody in Fleet Street, Jennifer, I mean, I agree with you, but you ask anybody in Fleet Street who can generate the income, who, who can generate the interest, answer, Max Clifford. No two ways about it. That man generated probably, from the moment she was diagnosed to the end, I would think between 3 and £4 million. Pounds. And you're right. He has a pound sign tattooed to his forehead because that's what he's in the business of. He makes money for people and he makes huge amounts of money for people. He negotiated the wedding uh, amount with OK Magazine. He negotiated everything. Every picture people wanted, they paid. And because that's his business, then that's how he earns his money. You can't actually then turn around and say, well, you know, because she's dying, I'm not going to take the money. That's his business. It's of no interest to him whether somebody's living or dead, I shouldn't think. It's a business. He's employed to do a job. If if I was employing Max Clifford to sort of make sure that everybody knew Steve Allen's show on the radio says what 99.9% of everybody is thinking, then you could get that out there. That would be worth 10000 a month to Max Clifford and all of a sudden we'd have to come up with things and everything you said on the program apart from the millions of downloads that we've had you would actually get it out into the newspapers and it wouldn't be sort of a national station they'd be going have you heard this bloke good creep he's saying exactly what people are frightened to say and that's that's how he earns his money and on something like jade it would have been done on piecework i would have thought because he didn't know when she was going to die she didn't know there would have come a cut-off point i'm sure that had jade had her way she'd have been photographed in a coffin i'm quite sure so that, that's that's how the business works. That's what he does for a living. And and you can't knock him, because he does it so well. Mark the bailiff says, I use the disabled toilets because they're cleaner, more private. And you're right, they're like a gymnasium in there. Ideal for weightlifting. <laughs> it's very good, actually, for things like that. <laughs> I've, I've, I've always used them. Uh, Lynn says, you're quite right, the death penalty never stopped crime. Still, it might save the country a few bob. Uh, Andy... Says uh, not that I'm bothered, but is Big Brother still on? No idea. Might have finished as far as I. Uh, I really have no idea. I, I watched a little bit day before yesterday, and I looked at these people, and I thought, no, I'm terribly sorry. I've got better things to do in my life. So off it went. And I feel I feel a much better person actually, a much better person about it. Eight four eight five zero. Stephen LBC dot Oh, Twickenham Town Centre uh, is playing host uh, this weekend to the Twickenham Festival. It starts today with a tug-of-war in Church Street. It's a shame I'm not going to be there, actually. (laughs) Well, it depends what time. On Saturday, there's Dragon Boat Racing outside the Barmy Arms. Go and check that out. Open to everybody. Craft Market in Church Street and lots of other stuff. 60 events on until Sunday the 21st. Even up on Twickenham Green, there's Fairground rides and everything else. So the Twickenham Festival, well worth supporting.
1: It's LBC. Point three. London's biggest conversation continues with Steve Allen.
0: Morning, everybody. Seven minutes past six. Steve Allen's early breakfast. Let's some more people up. Morning,
2: John. Morning. I was counting, um, Ronaldo's 80 million for him. It's nice, isn't it? We bring can't count. down a
0: bit. Bring, bring it down.
2: It's a bit... Oh, oh blimey. No, bring just bring the whole thing down. The whole thing. Know, that... I wish people,
0: st- people keep playing with Is these microphones. There? I know, we're getting very... I've had to bring in men. <laughs> Is that better? Yes, much better. Much better. I like much red better. Uh, Apparently... Uh, we may not like it, but out of the RMT members who bothered to vote, majority voted for strike action. No, the majority didn't vote for strike action. The majority was 7,000 who didn't vote at all. So don't be so stupid. I, I heard I think it that idiot. it was
2: one of the most... Um, one of the, the strikes that was the least wanted. Yes, absolutely. people
0: didn't want it. As left members... Totally ignored
2: them and walked straight through and carried on. Absolutely, I, and, was, uh, I live on the Northern Line and that has been yeah, running okay. Lucky, yeah, i'm very good. And I, people were actually I saw last night, although there was a bit of a delay here and there. Some of the trains were only going as far as Archway, mm. but people were going up and and thanking the yeah. staff. The lines there. were absolutely deserted. There's only a couple of these, these sort of <laughs> little sheep who wander in.
0: But out of the the members, ten thousand eligible to vote. 2,400 supported the strike, so pitifully, pitifully small amount. Water, nothing? Yeah, nothing at all, so it wasn't supported at all. Shouldn't Bob Crow's ma- on the way out, I suspect. Shouldn't it be the majority? If there was a majority yes. of people... Unfortunately, there's a few people who are just bone idle and they don't want to work, and I'd rather they were all fired, to be honest. And make they it just stay
2: at home? Yes, they just stay at home. Mean, they are up and running again today, aren't they?
0: They're all back to oh, normal. Oh, yes, back today. to normal. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, it was killed. Oh, to, to kill Poor old Bob Crow himself. was standing
2: practically by himself on some picket
0: lines. <laughs> it was looking a bit <laughs> feeble and pathetic. Yes. <laughs> Nothing worse. Were there eggs being thrown? Uh, there will be next time, I think, <laughs> yes. because one, one of the papers was, was recommending that he be the next person to be egged. Because, <laughs> you know, the majority of London just wet, stuck two fingers up to the small, pathetic little groups standing outside. and They were tiny little groups. Yes, you know, they were. Two, three people. That was it. People who are just, you know, useless wastes of space. Uh, Now, Steve says, I think it's about time they made sentences plain and simple. So if you get ten, you serve ten years. None of this time off for good behaviour rubbish. Nobody
2: does their real sentence anymore, do they?
0: If I say to you, life, you go, oh right, life. To guarantee that you're in there, I've got to give you several life sentences. And even then, if you've been a good boy and managed to convince them that you should be let out, you come out early, or if you've spent time on remand, that's knocked off. As far as I'm concerned, you go into prison, if they say you're going in for ten years, you blooming well stay
2: there for ten years. But you don't, you come out after four. It's a holiday four. camp for these people. Yes, after four. It's and then they move you to some luxury one that where you can wander in and out. And mm. they let you home to see your family at weekends and, and all of that kind of thing. You're not in there for the full sentence. Mind you, they do take off. If you've been held in custody yeah. in prison for the last 18 months, that does count as part of your sentence. Oh, no, I'd, 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 I'd add that on. You'd add it on, Oh, I'd add you? it on, yes.
0: And, and I would definitely, none of this sort of, you know, mucking about with sort of this food and that food. You eat what everybody else is having.
2: You know, if it's pizza and chips today, that's what you're having. It's like a holiday camp for some of these people. So if you go into prison Mm. and you've committed a terrible crime, like the poor Kinsella boy, and you suddenly turn around and say, oh, come on, I'm a vegetarian, and I'd like to I'd force-feed them meat. (laughs) Would you? Oh, I would, absolutely. (laughs) Oh,
0: yes, for murderers and people like... Oh, good God, yes. Convicted thugs... I would have none of this mamby pamby stuff because they, they, they're all going to turn out to be big girls' blouses in prison. You know, none of this swaggering around thinking you're a big clever person. No, because there's going to be somebody a bit bigger than you inside there. Absolutely. Once they discovered you've murdered a boy, a child, ooh, I hope your life's made misery.
2: They all will. I mean, yeah. they're just they're just. They're just they, I mean, it's like all the things that are going on at the moment. The, the thing with the woman who um, who took some, we we assume. I'm trying she not took, to talk about that. She took some mainly because the papers, the nursery, yeah, the papers haven't won't
0: even go into. Some of the details because it's too horrendous. Yes, well, and they're, 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 just, they're not, not released. The it, family they? have now issued a statement. Have they saying they want nothing more to do with her? Um, I, I, I can't even. Just I've got no idea what goes on in somebody's mind like that. Another I, I, I was can't reading. I get it,
2: to grips with it. I was reading it last night. And I thought this is horrific. I'm not sure I even want to read yeah. this story. Yeah. And I just moved on. But you know, but she's got to be convicted yet. It's yes, absolutely. Yet. Yeah. Gordon
0: said, "Did uh, John leave his lights on last Saturday?" Sorry. Did you leave your lights on last Saturday? I think the rebuilt market area after the fire at Camden Lock has lost something. It's now all a bit samey. <laughs> I yes, it is it. a bit samey. It is a bit samey. And didn't they
2: do it really, really quickly? But yeah. I've got to say about Camden Town, I really have. Now, a million people go through that, that area every single day. A <gasps> cup of coffee. A cup of coffee. Unbelievable. <laughs> Flown Uh, in. Uh,
0: Flown in specially. From Nicaragua. Way down among Brazilians, coffee beans grow by the millions. (laughs) Not in this building. (laughs) (laughs) I love coffee. I don't know if there's a machine
2: in here. Sorry? Why don't we have a machine? Because the noise would be like that. (laughs) (laughs) That would be lovely (laughs) radio. (laughs) Lovely radio. Yeah. I brought some fruit
0: in, actually, for you? you. I did, yeah. I bought well. I was, I, was, I brought you in some
2: tomatoes. Tomatoes. You won't like them. Why? I love tomatoes. Oh, good. Full of vitamin D. It's very very good if you have cold sores. Oh. oh, I've seen them before. They're cr- yeah. they're tiger tomatoes. They or are tiger, something, aren't tiger they? tomatoes. Yes, yeah. I love I the look of them. They look like apples. They look like little apples. They're
0: green tiger tomatoes, and, and I only bought them in because uh, they they come from um, the
3: UK. Really?
2: They're grown here? Oh yes. Seriously? <laughs> oh yes. Absolutely. Yes. 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 They're and a wonderful colour. They look like a sort of a pumpkin, something from Halloween. Yeah, they're perfect for cooking. I, I've used them with a lot of my recipe dishes <laughs> Really? Cream cakes, you know, usual sort of rubbish. <laughs> but but they're very good for you tomatoes. Oh, they're very I good know? for you. Mm. Very good, full of vitamin D. And also, they're very good if you suffer from cold sores. They're excellent. They help. I don't suffer from cold sores. Well, if you did. But if you did, mm. I suffer from cold sores. So we're so used to seeing... Oh, sorry, I just matter mm. of myself. Red tomatoes. Mmm. <laughs> But green tomato, they're delicious. What an odd thing to eat in the morning. It is odd, isn't it? But lovely. Mm. Very refreshing. Very refreshing, mm. yeah. Very re- <laughs> and they're crunchy, like an apple. I know.
0: I was going to leave them for the producer of The Breakfast Show. Do they deserve a crunchy he tomato? He definitely deserves
2: crunchy tomatoes. Really? Oh, yes, absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Now, Steve, I took your advice, says Mark, and went to the Science Museum for the first time mm. in 20 years... Because I recommended people go to the Science Museum because it has changed beyond belief. It has, it's absolutely, they've got a cinema in there, which you've got to go and see. The tanks, the planes, the bombs and the engineering superb. A couple of exhibitions on the top floor relating to what humans are capable of doing to each other. I walked out almost in tears. Mm. You should go. You should go to all our museums because they're free. And when you go in there, my, uh, my favourite, but probably for all the wrong reasons, is the Imperial War Museum. I've never been there. Oh, it's fantastic. The food, I mean, not apart from the the museum, which is is just very, very well laid Mm. out, it's got a fantastic canteen in there, which is really, really good food. Most of these places now, gone are the days of stale sandwiches. It's all pre-packed and it's all really good stuff. So the V&A is fantastic. Love the V&A. Well worth going to. But you can't do all of it in a day. Just go, and if you've got kids, take them, just go for one... Do a bit, do a little bit, yeah,
2: do a little bit. The last time I went to the uh, science museum was uh, for a Star Trek exhibition, yeah. actually, where they had the the deck your car of the Enterprise. Lights, by the way,
0: your car lights, my car lights, your car lights. Because John's, we met him on the way to the zoo last Saturday. Oh,
2: that's right, I did. And you know, <laughs> I got to work. Talk Tuesday about morning. Barmy Gordon. I don't know what I can do about <laughs> it. Sorry, he's, Gordon. He's like it's Only quarter past six, for God's <laughs> sake. There was lots of kissing going on in Parkway, oh, no. and I did. And I was running up the road because I thought I'm sure I left my lights on. You know, when you think. I've left my lights on in my car, and I don't want to go back later on in the day. Does your car allow you to do that? Well, it, when well, I got, I can't got, leave mine on. Oh, you can leave mine on if you turn the switch. Mm. It goes off, but it will drain the battery.
0: Beep Oh, we don't have
2: anything like that. Oh, do you that. Not have biddly beeps? No, no beeps. Oh, I've got biddly beeps. No. I'm Swedish. Oh, Ralph, well, you wouldn't
0: have biddly. Oh, that's right. You're Swedish, so your car lights are on all the time. Aren't well, they, they,
2: yeah, the side lights are. Yes. Wow. But they have to. It's law. We in love Sweden. the Swedes. We, lo- <laughs> we, we do but Yeah, we like. I don't like Swede. You don't like swede? Oh, sweet. it's a vegetable. No, the most disgusting oh, vegetable ever. swede. Have you never had Marcel Spencer's swede and mashed potato? Oh, no, together. I don't touch swede. Oh, it's absolutely no. lovely. No, no mashed swede is beautiful. Oh. No, it's
0: not. It's the... We had it at school. I was the only person who went, yuck, yuck, yuck. Very posh. I was all for words, causing it. a strike. I'm terribly sorry. We're not eating swede, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Steve Allen on strike. Swede's think... very good for you. But, well, it might be very good for you, but uh, I prefer to go and see my, my chemist. <laughs> What, does she do
2: Swede in a box? He?
0: He? he no, he, but he, he sort of guy. We went through all my tablets the other day. Mm. I was sitting down because I've moved chemists. Yes. And I'm with uh, Goods. Right. J W O D E A still an independent chemist. Yes, yeah, still independent. And they went through all my tablets. Some of the side effects of some of the pills I'm on are really bizarre. So that
2: explained a lot.
0: That, well, it did. One of them I can't even discuss on a program like this because <laughs> it's a
1: family show. First continues London's biggest conversation this morning from seven, LBC 97.3.
0: Morning, uh, Sherry from Bermondsey says, I want to thank you for what you do every morning. Which is? I've no idea. No. <laughs> it doesn't say. What are you doing for Sherry? We want to know. We want, want all the to know. Details. Nick Ferrari's got Kevin Maguire, associate editor of the Daily Mirror, who I think is doing this Sunday for Andrew Pierce. What, info? I think Andrew Pierce is obviously tied up with television or something like that. But uh, they're going to be talking about uh, the sentences uh, and respect. Why respect is so important to young people. They appear to have so little nowadays. They don't have respect for police officers. They don't have respect for the adult. They have no respect for anybody, not even themselves. So they'll talk about that. Um, they'll be talking about traffic jams. Why we have so little respect for the elderly. Mm. This is after a man starved himself to death in a, in a retirement home. He didn't want to
2: be, he didn't want to be there. In the and ret- he starved in the himself. Yeah, he starved himself to death. It's terribly sad. That we're you, talking to his son. Do you think that nowadays? Well, I mean, I was always taught to respect people, and I'm, I know you were too. We mm. were brought up mm. to respect, and you went to see uh, your nan and your grandfather, and you, they were part and parcel of, of, of your life. Mm. I think nowadays, don't you think that it's actually the parents' fault for not sh- not teaching their children these things? It, it but can't... Yeah, but t- you, you tend to find the parents nowadays of the children
0: were young when they had the child, because they got pregnant or knocked up on a Friday night, and they've got no idea about respect. They don't understand that. They just know about money and drugs and Primark and food and, and things and like that. And getting money from the government And to getting keep money from the government free. and
2: appearing on, you But know, not everybody. Programs. I mean, you... you, no. you we, when I was thinking the other day that, you know, when I, when I was a kid, I wasn't allowed out. We had chores in the house. Everybody did their bit around the house. Gotcha. My mum taught me how to... To cook and to iron and to do things like that. Don't look at what I'm wearing today. This is a non-iron top. Normally my shirts are fabulous. Say nothing. Even Nick Ferrari likes my shirts. Not today, he, won't he won't this morning. He won't this morning. <laughs> I look like he won't. Apart from arrows, he'll I'm like to... mine. Oh, he will. Mm. This is like a one of those shirts I used to wear when I was 18. Yeah. Well, anyway, moving on. <laughs> Regarding Bob Crow, says Les, I've heard a few people mention that a
0: sensible way for the strikers to protest without causing misery for London citizens would be allow everyone to travel but to leave all the barriers open so people don't have to pay. He says when this suggestion was put to Bob Crow, he dismissed it without really explaining why it couldn't be done. Does anybody know a genuine reason why they can't just open up the barriers and people get on the trains and drive? That way it would hurt the people the union have their dispute with without affecting because it's got absolutely nothing to do with us and yet they're so stuck in the mud their heads so firmly up their rear ends and uh, bob crow says Les, I think, has shot himself in the foot with this one. Oh, absolutely. Hardly any support for it. Almost an embarrassment, really, to him. And it just makes it look as though his, uh, his so-called leadership and his little red flag is getting smaller and smaller. It is about money, though, isn't it? It's about money and it about was contracts. About, it was about two people who should have been fired instantly. But because, you know, they, I mean, one of them opened the doors in advance, I think, on a... I can't remember exactly what it was, but it wasn't the first time he'd done it. Mm. These people are incompetent idiots. They should have been kicked out of the job straight away. Instead, now, you find some union who will start supporting people and going, oh, well, we, we can't have this because these people are being victimised. It's a load of old rubbish, ladies and gentlemen. Don't ever believe it. But it is also about money. Well, it's about Bob Crow
2: fighting Boris Johnson. Oh, yes, that exactly. That's what it comes down to. Everybody it's, knows what it is. It's about Bob Crow not having had these three minutes of fame for six yeah. months, and he just got I mean, he did, did it with Livingston as well. Yeah. He's done it all the time. He's just one of those people. and But it is about money and it is about contracts and things like that. It's quite a complicated thing. But when you think about it, at this time when there's a credit crunch, when thousands upon thousands of people are losing their jobs mm. every day mm. and they go out and do this, losing the city yeah. £100 million. No support from anybody. No absolutely
0: one. No support at all. Absolutely It's so a shame, not. really. Poor old Bob Crow must go home at night, and as after his trousers it's, it's 70,000 quid a year, probably feeling very pleased with himself. Yeah, all six I would fire him. everybody who went out. I'm would sorry. You? Oh, absolutely. In fact, I, I would necessarily just close the company down and restaff it with somebody else. Get rid of the unions. A waste of space. You can't get rid of the unions. Well, I would have done. You can't. You I sound would've... like Mrs Thatcher every minute. Well, actually, it was quite <laughs> interesting, because Carol Thatcher's mm. uh, memoirs of her mother are out now. And uh, I think it's in paperback form. And she was talking about that and the unions. And they had a little interview with Margaret Thatcher when she was young. And she was talking about the children and how she's trying to juggle a life in Parliament with looking after the children. Of course, now she's 83 and she's quite frail. She went to see the Pope a short while ago. And it was quite interesting. I I was tempted to go and buy Carol's book, but I thought, I'll I'll wait till she sends me one. (laughs) I'm sure she will. And she will. Uh, Graham Smith is covering for Nick Conrad this uh, Saturday with Young London. Nick Conrad is covering for Christo is not here, with Saturday Night Live from 6. Kevin Maguire is covering for Andrew Pierce from 11 on Sunday, and Emma B is covering for Christo with Sunday Night Live from 7pm. Right. I'm Steve Allen. I'm here by myself on Sunday morning. Uncovered. <laughs> I'm fact, uncovered, as, as they covered. say. Steve Allen uncovered. <laughs> I have to mention this one because uh, this is from Denise, who says that my father is an avid listener to Steve shows. He listens every morning, he tells everybody about how good the shows are, blah, blah, blah. He's been seriously unwell over the past few months. He's been battling on, and he's asked me to sign him up for Steve's podcast and buy him an iPod. Once your parents start costing you money, Denise, it's hopeless, isn't it? For goodness sake. But, uh, on his hospital visits, he can now listen to Steve, all at the ripe old age of 81. It would make his day if Steve could give him a mention. His name is Ray Nuttall, and he lives in Hanwell. How wonderful. I know Hanwell very well, Ray. So there you go. I hope you get your iPod and your podcast. Yes. I hope she knows how to do it.
2: If not, actually, you'll have to wait for the next How Low, which will have an iPod yes, on it. Yes. Do you know we
0: haven't had an iPod for ages on a How No, we haven't. They're all
2: plasma televisions. It's all plasma and televisions and computers. computers. We're far too generous. Yes. used to be
0: an iPod at one time. A nice,
2: simple iPod. Yes. Wasn't it?
0: Or an, the odd iPhone, if you were lucky. You'll like an iPod, actually. Right? Yes, you really you will. So good, good luck with anything that you're going through at the moment. I'm in and out of hospital as well at the same time, well, so... you are. You know. You're Luckily, a... Luckily, I sat down with my chemist yesterday. My chemist. Your chemist, isn't um, it? Makes it sound like... And I walked out having spent £32. On what?
2: Well, I... <laughs> just buy different things. What I bought... What you buy? Oh, Things. What? Stuff. What? I don't know. Explain. Tablets. What can you buy? In well, a, I bought...
0: I bought some tablets, which are sort of quite healthy tablets. So I thought I'd sort of do that. <laughs> yes. And I bought some floss. Oh, right. And... And I bought a spray what's the spray for
2: a, sp- for just a spray just a spray for my throat for your throat a spray for my oh, throat yeah
0: because to... one of the effects of my tablets is you get a very very dry mouth mm. and so i've got we're, we're trying to find out another spray which you can get on prescription if i can have it because we think it might have uh glucose in it in which case not much blooming use for me no good. but we thought we'd we'd try it anyway because the tablets i'm on some of them give you this dry
2: mouth why don't you get one of those i think they used to have them they used to get them out on airplanes actually and um, if you were in the, the correct it's part of the airplane, they don't get <laughs> down, down the back. No. If, if you were sitting on the left-hand side, you got one. <laughs> if you got right up the front right. of the airplane, you were in one A. You got one of these sprays. What they were it? Just sprays, and they were done by Evian or someone like that. Oh, a water spray, and that you spray. It, you can spray it into your mouth and all over your face. Yeah, I need something that keeps it moist. Moist. I love that word, moist. Moist. It's a good word, isn't it? I think moist on a Friday is a very good word. It's a lovely word. It's I'm like going to use
0: that frequently today. Moisturize. I'm me. going to weave it in all over the place. I might even use it tonight because John and I are going out to the theatre tonight. We are. We can't tell you what we're seeing.
2: <laughs> we can't. No, we just can't. We just can't. can't. We can't tell you. Uh, no, we can't. One of the people that come in with us is their birthday. And it's their birthday. They treat, don't know where they're going, and they don't know where they're going.
0: Oh God, you're in for a surprise.
2: <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> Certainly are. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> but I think they like it. Yeah. Well, I hope so. Oh, yes, absolutely. It'll be fun, won't
0: yes, it? Yes, it, it should be fun, yes. Yes. Yeah. we we'll know all the words. I think we'll have to take some fruit gums or something. Oh, definitely. Yes, I like taking Maltesers? fruit gums. No, I don't do Maltesers. No? No, 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 no. It's the only I- thing we ever used to take into the, uh... No, it has to be fruit. If you take Maltese, you get thirsty. I do you? Oh, if, what, Maltesers? Can't you take
2: a drink in with you as well? We're taking alcohol now as well. It can. Oh, sounds like
0: a picnic, ladies and sure gentlemen. Can. And I take
2: sandwiches? I think we'll have to find it on our way... Yes, we've got no way. idea where
0: it is. No, uh, we, we, we'll, we'll look
2: silly otherwise. We'll, well. we'll find
0: it later on tonight.
2: And also, there's a thing been advertised on the television that, look, that looks really, really nice. And But I don't know what it is, and I haven't seen them, and I can't remember the name. But someone out there will know what, what I'm talking it? about. It's, been, it's a sweet, and it's been advertised. And it looks like... Um, a long sweet, and they're all different shapes and sizes, and you never know which you're going to get. But it, it looks a bit like you never know which you're going to get. It looks a bit like a difference licorice. between a, a fruit gum and licorice. They're all different. It's different colours. And they've got, like, a snake-type thing and a round thing, and they're in a bag, and they've been advertised quite a lot. Right. If you've got any idea what he's talking
0: about, yeah. do send an email or a text, please, as soon as possible. This...
1: LBC 97.3, text 84850, Steve Allen.
0: I might go swimming later, actually. I feel like (laughs) diving off the top board with little speedos. Not with your tablets. Sorry, not with my tablets, no. no. I just just feel like swimming today. I don't know why. Yeah, you know, you have some days where you think,
2: you know, I'll I'll sort of not go swimming. And then today I feel like a swimming day. And my gym's all been apparently refurbished and the swimming pool's all looking fabulous. So I might go myself. I love that. I looked at a house the other day that had a pool in it. Well, it had a leaky roof, OK? Let's not make too fun. <laughs> Pool oh, of water it? in the loft. Pool of
0: water in the loft, exactly. Anyway, let's turn our wonderful... For the final time, actually. Final time, he's been covering for Mr Blacker for the last two weeks. It's gone ever so quickly. Very quickly. It really has. We've loved every, every second that uh, Mr Alex Jensen has been with us. Very kind
3: of you, Steve. You're very welcome. Well, big names of European football like Frank Ribery and Karim Benzema, as well as Wiggins Antonio Valencia, are being linked with Man United this morning. That after the revelation they've accepted an 80 million pound offer from Real Madrid for Cristiano Ronaldo, who's set to earn 106 million pounds. Uh, on his own, if he sees out his deal in Spain, uh, it's going to go up each year. So by his final year of his contract in Spain, it'll be more than half a million pounds in that one season. Well, former United winger Mickey Thomas's manager Sir Alex Ferguson and knows what he'll be dealing with as far as United are concerned.
1: Any time I try and get a player, the price is always going to be put up, of course. Um, I think he has one or two players in mind. I'm sure that, you know, he does his homework right throughout the summer, uh, players that he wants to bring in. Of course, now speculation is going to be saying Benzema's been mentioned, Ribéry as well.
3: It was a disappointing start to the World 2020 Super 8s for England. They lost to South Africa by seven wickets. Captain Paul Collingwood says they know what they need to do now. We regroup again, which we were very good after the Holland game, and and we have to still keep going out there and and playing in a positive manner. That's the only way we're going to
1: win this uh, tournament and uh, get that confidence going again and uh, hopefully score some runs.
3: Two matches to look forward to later. First up, Pakistan and Sri Lanka play at 1.30. Then at 5.30, India against the West Indies. Both matches at Lords. Andy Murray hopes to reach the semi-finals of the Queen's Club Tennis Championships later. He needs to get past Marty Fish. Uh, The American uh, has played him twice. uh, In fact, three times altogether, but Murray's won twice. Uh, but never met on grass before. And Andy Murray knows that this is a different challenge.
1: It'll be a very different match of the first two rounds because he uh, plays some serving volley, likes to come to the net, whereas uh, guys in the first two rounds play a bit more from the baseline, so it'll be good to, to have a different matchup.
3: A play starts at Queen's at 12.30. Murray is second on court, if you're thinking of getting along there. Uh, The official list of teams to enter next year's Formula One World Championship will be announced later. It follows weeks of rowing over a proposed budget cap designed to encourage more independent teams to take part. Eight of the ten outfits involved at the moment say they'll quit if the £40 million spending limit isn't raised. And there are six race meetings to look forward to later. On the flat at Chepstow, Goodwood, Sandown and York, and over jumps at Aintree and market Raisin. Strange enough I'm fairly good on the flat actually. I've heard. And uh, and over the jumps <laughs> almost exemplary.
0: Really? We discovered the other day what a nap is. A nap. Nap. A when nap they say some... nap.
3: Yes. It doesn't mean the horse is it doesn't mean no, breaks. doesn't mean the horse it is it going mean for sleep. It's
0: something you do in the afternoon for about 15 minutes. It's I've now forgot what it's called now. It's something like it's <laughs> near at place
3: or nearest at place or nearest at position or something like that well essentially what it means if you see a a load of tipsters giving their horses that they recommend excuse me uh then it that that is their big tip of the day right but but nap stands for something yeah, I, I was having this discussion yeah. with someone recently, and I, I can't remember what it is. They now, weren't actually. giving a definitive answer, but it, it's one of those uh, kind of acronyms that. Uh, yeah. Well, it's quite interesting to know what they stand for, I suppose. But what w- more importantly, it's what it means, and that's uh, the the best tip of the day, if you yeah. like, or, or their number one tip of the day. Yes. Well, two weeks are up, Mr.
0: Jensen. As Alex says, his last chance to impress Mr. Blacker. To be honest, he has done well. As Mr. Blacker left 45 pounds debt, and you finished with 40 pounds and four pence.
3: 'Cause yesterday lost. I know, I've just clawed it back a little bit. I'm disappointed that I didn't start going each way sooner, to be honest. I know, you see the trouble I've said this. I've said this before. Sometimes
0: the boys come in, they're a little bit reticent. They won't they won't try it. They try it once and they go, Oh, well, it was all right and then you know and then they go off somewhere else and I don't get the opportunity to pursue it further. But over the years so, you persuaded so many people. So many to from go the sporting team. It's amazing. It's amazing. It's it's
3: just and and you did it at once and it was okay. Well, it's but one of those things done it like on beginner's one. luck. It's always gonna, you know, you, you're gonna do well the first time, aren't yeah. you? And then after that, sometimes it's it it, it has a... to be
0: something that's got a big price. There's no good going each way mm. on something where you're not going to make anything out of. I think race. race you have yeah. to go home with a little something in your pocket. I think you find that makes it worthwhile. Well, I think he's left Mr. Mr. Blacker with an extra five. He has. He didn't have. Because, yes, and we, we have overlooked the fact that Alex yesterday had splashed down. The tote returned £6.80, the profit of £4.80, his total losses £29.66. I saw Six. that very good win splashed down yesterday. Ooh, I was very, very
3: jealous of Alexander's
0: yeah. uh, Although, you know, if, if, if you've gone each way, you could have just had a, a couple of
3: bob, you know, in your pocket or something. Which bet than nothing? Heavens <laughs> above, you never know what's around the corner, do you? You never know. I, I mean, Alexander's in a rich vein of form himself, though, yeah. on the nose, and, you know, I don't think you're going to change his mind, but I will go each way again today. Are you? mm mm-hmm.
0: you it's unbelievable Can now. see? Now, they do it without <clears throat> even... I don't even need to persuade. I they know. Straight in there. What, what are you going to go for?
3: <laughs> what do you fancy today? Um, <laughs> a horse called Yerga. Yerga? I like the name. Y-I-R-G-A is the spelling. Y-I? The th- <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's an old yes. gag, but <laughs> worth doing. Yeah, <laughs> Y-I, and then just spell R-G-A. R-G-A. <laughs> <laughs> Y-I-G-R-G-A. But somehow pronounce Yerga. Um... <laughs> In the 350 at my local track Sandown, might get along. Right to it. Okay, that's today. Cheer him on. Yes,
0: Yes, cheer him on. It's nice Sandown, isn't it? I've been there for some toy fairs, Sandown races. Yeah, I've never
3: been there for a toy fair. I I must confess.
0: Oh, you should go. Or any other reason other than racing. Oh, it's fantastic. in In the main hall there, it's all set out for toys and people collecting dinky cars. And think, I know oh, they do fantastic. do a lot
3: of events there.
0: Yeah, really, really good. It's nice. Yeah, do, yeah. And on a summer's evening, it's nice. You get a bit of racing at the same time, you have a, a couple of drinks. Oh, absolutely fantastic place to be in the summer. It's good, isn't it? On an evening's race, it's Just it? down the road from, from Isha High Street. Or afternoon. Yeah, the afternoon
3: as well. <laughs> absolutely.
0: Well, thank you for that. Thank you for your last two weeks of, uh, of giving of yourself. And, My pleasure. And it was, it was a thrill. We'll wait and see. What I'll do, I'll, I'll send that to you, because
2: I forgot to print it off this morning. And what was Alex's horse, then? sorry did you give out horse? Alex yeah
0: alexander's yeah. horse yeah alexander's oh yes for today wait yeah. a minute oh wait a minute wait 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 i'll it's, just write it down as we go i've lost the blooming thing actually <laughs> here, here, it, here it comes uh alex today is sorry the 425 at sandown 425 yeah
3: 425 moobrook moobrook no the M-
0: favorite at the moment it's a favorite at the moment but
3: decent odds as a favorite four to one
0: right moobrook so alex good luck for that and uh, alex thank you very much
3: Yes, hopefully you. we should... You're still scoring, aren't you, on a Saturday? Still back tomorrow, yes. Still three back tomorrow. till six. OK. So much to talk about, you know, with the Cristiano Ronaldo business. Ooh, 80 Everyone's million. Everyone's talking about it. 80 million. 80 biggest.
0: Million. Biggest of history. Why was it so big, just a matter of interest? I mean, is there any reason... I mean, could could they have got in for 50? Or is it the I, agent I, pushing I th- higher th- and higher?
3: I, I think it's a, a fact that, you know, obviously United didn't want to sell to Real Madrid particularly. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, d- 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 we heard all those famous quotes from uh, Sir Alex Ferguson saying he wouldn't sell Real Madrid a virus. So, you know, I <laughs> <Charming>. think <laughs> you know, th- they had to backtrack on that front. I think as well, you know, we're talking about a player who's just been phenomenal for United in the last yeah. two or three seasons particularly. And, uh, contra- you know, his contract at United and so on just makes a difference. But... You know, it, it's it's just football gone mad. Really, eighty million pounds. He what, wanted to go though, it? didn't he? He did for he did. ages. United He's not been happy, and there. United have made that very clear in a statement yesterday yes. that he did want to leave. But it, honestly, even as a big football fan, maybe especially as a big football fan, I just I, I, I find it astounding, and I uh, have no money. idea where football's heading now with this. You know, or at, where at the money point. comes from. Yes,
2: where does the money come from?
3: Well, you know, I'm not a financier myself, but uh, that it's all to do with you know you know big deals that are done with you know lenders and so on I mean as far as I'm aware you know with a lot of these deals that are done you know it's uh, it's not uh, always a, a simple case of somebody having 80 million pounds and and just handing it to man united no. you know, clubs do a lot let's of face it man united, united could
0: do with 80 million pounds
3: yeah i mean, I mean united yes. get 80 million pounds but you know it's, it's it's how these things are financed which uh, suddenly becomes a little more murky and yeah. complex but Ech. football certainly is booming but you know on the other side of things, you've got lots of football clubs in a lot of trouble through the Football League, going out of business. Mm. So it's very much at the very top of the game that, where all this money is, it's not distributed throughout. In fact, most football chairmen will tell you that they're not making money from their clubs. Yeah. Shame, really, but, I mean, you know, the boy who came from nowhere mm. lives lives with his best friend, Ze. I think. Oh, what a lovely friendship that is. But, yeah, yeah he, came, he came here to the Premier League full of step-overs. The one walk. trick pony that Step he up. was. Oh right, there was I that, like uh, him. Who Ronaldo? Yeah, and I think uh, he looks good. The papers
0: have been sticking <clears> the knife in over the last couple of well, days, going, "Look at the outfits he wears and everything uh, yes. else."
3: He's got eighty million. He's laughing. We all will all miss him. Well, he we hasn't like got Jose got Mourinho when yeah. he left. We'll miss Cristiano Ronaldo. Two Portuguese guys who've made a huge impact on the Premier League. Yeah. you know, in the last few years, And well, his mum get eighty trim. million. No, he doesn't. He but gets a percentage. Oh, he doesn't get eighty million, but he's he's going to earn even more than that over six years at Real Madrid. One hundred and six million, he's set to earn plus. £30
0: million for for doing an exclusive clothes line. Yes. Look how much money Beckham's made. Well, Real
3: Madrid are, by all accounts, you know, laughing all the way to the bank on yeah. this one because mm. they are paying out now, but in years to come, you know, what they made out of Beckham, uh, they are set to make out of Ronaldo, a good-looking boy who, uh, like Beckham, finds himself in the front half of most of the tabloids mm. more often than not. Mm. Uh, yeah. And, you know... He sells items of clothing. He sells yeah, watches, and watches and phones yeah, and shaving phones. I, I do the same.
0: <laughs> you do the Steve same. Steve Allen incontinence pads, walking <laughs> sticks, you know, anything like that. It's very popular. I still think you're the voice of Marcus <laughs> Spencer. Yes. <laughs> I'm working <laughs> on it. <laughs> Alex, thank you very much indeed. Thank Always you. a pleasure. Thank you. thank you very much. Alex Gentleman, pop up later <laughs> with uh, Nick Ferrari on breakfast at seven this morning. The, the big poster. I have to mention Food and Drink with Bill Buckley. I'll oh, to do you? it quickly. Oh, yes, Quick. because he's taking a look at the world of Planet Hollywood. Head chef. Adrian Tenorio will be talking to Bill about how to create a successful menu created around a specific theme. Bill will also speak to Elizabeth Carter, editor of the Good Food Guide, and Matthew Mortis, manager of L'Etranger, the restaurant which was named after London's favourite eatery by the Good Food Guide's readers. So, Bill Buckley, food and drink, Sunday afternoon from four. Not to be missed. This, in 97.3, Steve Allen. Morning, everybody. Ten to seven. Apparently, the sack driver says, "Len, open the doors on the wrong side. Not on the wrong re- side. I think second time he'd done it, wasn't it? And uh, and Gordon says Caroline says hello. She just returned from a four mile walk. Four miles. Four miles with the dog in the rolling Surrey hills. Do I do two miles every night yeah, from Highgate Tube? I do. Yeah, to I, I would do four miles. That's I would say, every day. Uh, there is doubt as to whether Michael Jackson will actually do any concerts at all. Oh come on! Well, it's now being said that uh, there is a US promoter who claims he's signed to perform at a reunion gig with other family members. And they've said that part of the contract allegedly states he's not allowed to perform in public before the reunion show. So that's now thrown all fifty shows into doubt. So they say in the paper. Yes. Yeah, so, so they, they say they in the say. paper.
2: He'll have to do them, he needs the money. Oh he does absolutely. But he really well, he's needs being sued for twenty five million, so he needs to do these shows to earn the twenty five million. And didn't he have to give up the um uh, the Neverland? Yes, that's that. They've gone. sold all the things off, haven't yeah, they? Yeah, because he owed yeah. all that money, didn't yes. he? Yes, How
0: can you? I, I never understand how you can go from. Uh, it's like Mike Tyson, <coughs> a convicted rapist. He uh, he had sixty million pounds and he's got nothing. And you think where does it go? Yeah, but do where does they have
2: Sixty million pounds. You know the
0: news Well, Michael pages... Jackson had enough to have a permanent funfair, a zoo, a house which admittedly was naff beyond belief. And and I'm thinking, and all of a sudden he ends up with not Where does this money go?
2: Well, if you go to, you know, you saw that documentary there where they followed him around Las Vegas. Yeah. Every time he arrived, he took up a whole floor of one of those very expensive hotels. So a whole floor, not one room. Yes, you're right. An entire actually. floor. Yes. Yeah. You do that for eight nights. Yeah. Your money's... And then he goes out and buys things. He was buying gold-plated cherubs and everything. He says, oh, I'll have that. I'll have that. I'll have that. If you walk into Harrods tomorrow... Or later on today? No, do it tomorrow because you might win the money tonight. Yes, fifty million tonight. Yeah, fifty minutes out. You could walk into your house and you go, "I'll have that, that, that." Oh, I think that's nice. Do you have them for? It doesn't take long for it all to go, does it? Hmm.
0: Very quickly because I've got so many of these to get through. Uh, I saw a shower head on television. Says D that changes colour as you shower. I quite like this idea. So I've also <laughs> seen this. So as the water goes through, it
2: changes. What, ch- the hotter the walls of
0: the water. Yes, technology. depending on how hot the water is, the lights change. Must be electricity in it to power the uh, power the lights. There must be it LED like.
2: was with a small battery. How oh,
0: fantastic! I love this idea. Uh, Man United fans complaining about Ronaldo. It's sour grapes that he's left. In the end,
2: he's gone to a better paid job. Um, yes, five hundred thousand a week, according to the front of the Times this morning. I could live with that.
0: He's got to pay tax, of course, he- but only five percent.
2: Oh, did he only pay five percent? Well, because he'll be abroad. Well, he won't be abroad because he'll be living there. Well, I think he'd, he'll be paying tax at their rate, at the Spanish rate. Yes, he'll be in Spain. Yes, in Spain.
0: This year I'm all in to <laughs> Spain. <laughs> Here Thank you. Uh, if Madonna has no luck with her adoption. Uh, would you consider me? I'm brown, have lovely big uh, eyes, and won't cry when mummy has to go away singing, says Johnny. <laughs> He's tried this one before. <laughs> uh, 84850 oh, steve at lbc.co.uk. John's right. None of us would mind the noise of a coffee machine,
2: says Lynn. After all, we usually have your stomach. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's normally your stomach, right? I don't think we need to be reminded <laughs> if they, of this. If, if, if they invested <laughs> in, a, in an espresso coffee machine, yeah. it just goes. <laughs> That's all it does. Yeah, but I like the idea of. You like
0: all that, don't you, that? That, that, that oh, advert. Oh, yeah, that <laughs> advert on the t- with that poor woman stands in the kitchen and makes the noise of a coffee percolator. <laughs> uh, Steve, I agree about the food at the Imperial War Museum. A bit pricey, so my husband and I only had the soup, but the rest of the food looked very good, said Sue. So. Actually, it was lovely.
2: I thought the food there was was really, really good. Now, the Imperial War but I'm Museum, but you better tell people where it is, because you can't... I can't remember where it got, is. But isn't it, isn't it the other side of Waterloo? I can't remember where it is now. You can't remember. No. You're very naughty... It's sort of near Elephant. Well, but people can it is, Google it. it. It is near Elephant. It's near Elephant. Yes. We'll go, just look for an Elephant. It's sort of between Waterloo and Elephant. Yes. That area. And it's nice. It's very nice. Very interesting. Very interesting. Uh,
0: 84850, oh, steve at dot uk. And, uh, another one here. And this says, uh... A friend, friend of mine went to see, uh, D says, Jim Bailey the other night and oh, really? said it was fab. Oh. This is Jim Bailey who's in town at the moment. This is the man who, who used to do the London Palladium when he came over. I think yes. he's a he's an American female impersonator. But, but he only time. does
2: three characters. He does Streisand. He does... Uh. He does uh, Sir Streisand, he does Garland, and he does, um... I can't remember this one. Peggy Billis Lee.
0: Billy Peggy, Peggy Pe- Lee. Pe- Peggy Lee. Peggy Lee. Peggy
2: Lee. But I think when in London, he's doing, I think tonight, and I think he's
0: at the Leicester Square Theatre, he's doing uh, Judy Garland. Mm. And that's for the whole show, he does Judy Garland. He dresses as Judy Garland. He sings like Judy Garland.
2: He is Judy. He, he is Judy, Judy Garland. Garland.
0: Yes. I think he had surgery to make himself look like... To the time change he's done, the shape of his face, yeah. yes. These suites are called randoms. That's it? I know it is. They just told me Randoms. Debbie and Jackie and Barbara oh. and Fiona and Deborah and uh, <laughs> Jackie and Mike. Oh no, sorry, Mike was on something else. Uh, and Rob in Basildon, <laughs> Gary in <and> Ipswich. <laughs> everybody, Thank you, London, everybody, and Essex <laughs> and Kent, <laughs> and yes, in fact, every all points. Yeah, although Kia thinks that they're Haribo mix.
2: No, I no know they're, they're definitely not, not nice. Haribo mix. They're quite nice as well, though. But I think that's a nice thing to have, a little bit of chewy. chewy so they're called randoms. I think randoms. I can get some this yes. afternoon. Yeah. And have them later, when we go out. Yeah. Oh, They'll be full of sugar. I can't have them. Well, you can watch me eat them. Well, it'll not be very exciting. i ask love if they got any sugar-free ones. <laughs> they might not be too It'd Be lovely if they had sugar-free ones. <laughs> yeah, wouldn't that be just? <laughs> I think
0: the, the, the big poster of David. But, Beckham very quick. Like I must just mention bridges. very quickly before we talk about Beckham <laughs> that the uh, the answer to the why not just leave the barriers open and people just get on the train mm. is because staff would be in breach of regulations and could be dismissed instantly. Says Chris. Well, I don't think they would do that because they have nowhere to run the trains. But, but, you couldn't but get rid of everybody. Open.
2: All you mean is you're just not swiping your oyster.
0: Yeah, exactly.
2: And we'd all get free, free train rides. Yeah, That'd and, be good. And, and if they were broken, which they are sometimes, yeah. they said, oh, just go through, just go through. Yeah. But, the, but they do. They, they did actually say that the people with season tickets should get a refund for that day, yeah. but they're not getting it back. No. Definitely not. I just wanted to know, why did they only leave that poster up for a day? It was only up for the e- the afternoon. Oh, the uh,
0: Beckham? Yeah. Was it, it? And also, it was his gig. Why did the wife
2: turn up? <gasps> Supporting him.
0: Well, what, What you, is because he a big she works boy now? A... He can go out
2: by himself? No, she, she He's will... not dim. She did, um, she, she worked for Armani as well. Yeah, but she wasn't contracted to do this gig. It was his gig. No, but they want to see her as well, don't they? No, they don't. V&B. Nobody there wanted to see her. They wanted to see him. You mean to see all those people, 20, uh, 270 <laughs> people? If you, if you were the first 270 customers to purchase three pairs of the pants... £90, wasn't it? Three pairs of the pants, which of course 9 were we'll given the opportunity to meet yeah. the England football star. And that's
0: what the Daily Mail journalist did. So she got her picture taken with him oh, cool. because she had to spend 90 quid. She doesn't know what to do with the pants <laughs> now. <laughs> I'd love to sort of strip him off and go, are you really wearing Armani pants? Because it's like celebrities endorsing something on the television. You know, I think they, they get paid for it. But do you think he'd actually be wearing it? Uh,
2: didn't he get told he got caught out, oh, didn't he, a couple of weeks ago using an iPhone in a restaurant? Oh, he right. was photographed using an iPhone. Not allowed to do that. Oh why? Who's he with? Because he does Vodafone.
0: Oh does oh cranky, I don't know. He and he's win. not
2: allowed he should only ever be seen with the latest Vodafone phone or what whatever phone it is. He okay. had an iPhone.
0: Uh, the museum is on the side of the Bedlam, the old mental hospital. Thank you for that one. Mm. Uh, so don't forget the Twickenham Festival this weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Strawberry Hill, Music and Fun, lots going on in Twickenham, and uh, it's every day, including the Dragon Boat Racing tomorrow. That's it this morning. I'm back with you on Sunday morning. John, thank you very much indeed. My pleasure. John's to be back with us on Sunday morning as well, <laughs> yes. with the papers. Kerry Ellis is my guest on Sunday for In Conversation. Nick's with you next, After News and LBC. Wouldn't it be nice if you